Welcome back to the Picture of Podcast. Hey friends, this is Jess, your host. Today we have a special guest speaker, my dear friend from Clubhouse, Terrell Saley Holliman. Um, Terrell, she is an amazing lady. She is a certified integrative nutrition coach, weight loss coach, mentor, and connector. She empowers successful women to lose weight, reduce pain, and keep it off for good using mind, body, and spirit so they can restore their health, energy, and and gain confidence. Would help if I could talk today, wouldn't it? Um, She worked as a wellness coach for eight years at Weight Watchers in their corporate workplace division, assisted 16 corporate firms with their executives and managers to lose over a thousand pounds. And now she does this passion on purpose for her own company, Living Loving You Well, LLC. Let's hop into it. I'm so excited for you guys to get to meet Ms. Terrell. Let's go. All right, folks, I told you about my beautiful friend, Terrell, and she is here. Terrell, thank you so much for being here. We are excited to hear from you today. Please let everybody know. I know that I did your introduction and and shared a little bit about who you are and what you do, but I'm sure that I did not do it the justice that we will get of hearing it straight from you. So please share with us, who are you? What do you do? And let's jump right on into your story today. Okay, well, I'll say first that I am a mom. I have two young adults already, believe it or not. <laughs> yeah, I get that question all the time. Like, you gotta be too young to have two grown folk, but I do. Yeah, I was uh, definitely surprised. <laughs> I was definitely surprised when you told me how old your children were. I was like, no. Yeah, I get that all the time. <laughs> you're I mean, doing beautifully. I even get where men are still like, oh, babe, how you doing? I'm like, no, you're you're old enough to be my son. Stop looking over here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but it's all good. It's all good. Um, I'm married 33 years. Well, I'll be 33 years in September, end of this month. I also um, run a, a coaching practice, if you want to call it that, in that frame. But I am a weight loss coach, as you know, and um, a nutritional health coach. And I work with women. You know, the whole goal with my mission is to help women understand that health is paramount. You are your best ally and knowing your body and knowing your body temple and putting yourself first. My message is really making sure women get their health together, putting it first and not putting themselves at the bottom of the barrel, taking care of everybody else. And as a result, they're tired, no energy, no confidence, because by then they're overweight or obese, like what happened to me. So through my story, I decided, hey, I need to be the advocate for these women that are dealing with all these issues. And um, unfortunately, when we are overweight, a lot of issues do pop up. In addition to the fact of being overweight, obese, um, other chronic illnesses that we all know about, you know, high blood pressure, diabetic, you name it, it happens. So I just want to be that beacon to let them know that they can get rid of the weight. They can feel awesome. They can gain their confidence again, and they can really be a force to be reckoned with. That's what I do. So that's it in me in a nutshell, I believe. I love it. I love it. I absolutely love it. And I love that um, that was going to be one of my questions for you was how you got started in what you're doing. And I think you just kind of shared the beginnings of it. So you had things that you were struggling with yourself and decided, "Uh uh-uh, no more. I'm going to fix this for myself and then I'm going to share it and, and help others know that they're not alone and that they can actually do it too. So how, yeah. how, where, where did all of that fall in for you? Like, I know that you, 
um, have a history with some autoimmune stuff and things of that nature. Was that, did that, did you have that before or was that all a product of, um, you know? That's kind of interesting you asked that question the way you did because I don't know if I would have jumped into what I'm doing now if I was not overweight. Okay. Okay. Because there are people we know with chronic illnesses that don't have any issues with being overweight. Okay. But then there are a lot more <laughs> that right. are obese um, that do have as a result a chronic condition, whether it's arthritis, diabetic, or whatever. Right. Right. So when I was diagnosed, I was probably my perfect size that I was, you know, when I got married, I was, you know, um, I don't even know what size I was, but anyway, I, I think I was about 11, but anyway, um, so I was fine until I found out that I had a condition called uh, systemic lupus. And I'm like, what the heck is that? I don't even know what that is. Can I die right. from it? <laughs> that's what I told my, Isn't that funny that that's the first, that's the first thing mom. we think? No. <laughs> is, is this going to kill me? How long do I have? <laughs> that's exactly what I said, girl. You must be in the room with me when he said that. And get this, it wasn't even a medical doctor in the sense like an internist or, or a rheumatologist. It was a dermatologist, the one for the skin that said you got lupus because uh, we were going to all these doctors and they were saying, I'm crazy. Uh, you don't know what you're talking about, Terrell. You know, wow. you gotta have fleas in your yard. Do you have dogs and cats? We have, we have no pets. What are you talking about? Right. And we kept wondering because my 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 feet had swollen up um, and then I guess it's a demon you get from the inflammation of your, of your lower limbs. And I kept breaking out in these boils and stuff. And I'm like, what's going on? This never happened to me in my life. And we just couldn't figure it out. But every male doctor was saying to me, saying, no, you're crazy. There's nothing wrong with you. We did the blood work. There's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with you. And my husband was going, he was having a fit. So um, a friend of ours said, why don't you try a dermatologist? Because I see the rash on your face. And they call it lupus because you get this rash right underneath your nose, underneath your eyes, spreading over to your cheekbones. Okay. And, and it's a reddish rash. So they call it from... Um, the, um, I think it's from Greek. Lupus might be Greek or uh, Latin. I can't remember. Is it and like a raised I, rash or just discoloring rash? It's just a discoloring rash. Um, I haven't seen anybody raised. Everybody that I've seen that's had that rash is kind of just kind of flat on your skin, but it looks like a strawberry. Gotcha. <laughs> okay. Like and for my skin tone, you really notice it because, uh, you know, I'm brown skin, right? You know, hey, I'm an African-American woman, right? So you can see it blatantly when you see me and everybody's like what's wrong with your face what's wrong with your face and I'm like I don't know I don't know I've been trying to figure out <laughs> you know you're feeling a certain type of way and my husband's like listen we'll figure this out we'll figure this out so a friend of ours said go to the dermatologist went to the dermatologist I mean the minute I walked in this man's office he goes I know what you have and I'm going really how can you tell he said I can tell by the rash on your face and I was like, okay. So he said, but we're going to do a sample of the skin and get it out to Mayo Clinic. But um, you have something called systemic lupus. And I'm like, what the heck is that? Lupus? And I said, am I going to die? Yeah. <laughs> am I going to die? <laughs> how, how long do I have to live? And he's like, okay, calm down, calm down, calm down. You know, we, we've we been working on this. Don't worry. It's a chronic condition. You'll have it probably for the rest of your life. But if you listen to me, you'll be able to manage it. That's what right. he said. You'll be able to manage it. Now, it's kind of interesting because although my husband and I have been married 33 years, we've been together 35 years, which is more than my life. But the girlfriend he had in high school, guess what? She had lupus also. So I honestly felt 
that that was divine intervention for him to have a girlfriend that had lupus and then have a wife to have lupus that means he knew how to handle it so right. when he got the news he said, don't worry i got you i got you back now most men probably would have walked out on me at that point right. because it was a rough world girl right i mean I there's a lot that comes story. into having something going on like that yeah oh gosh Exactly. And being married and um, we were newly married. I think we were married maybe four years. Well, let's see. Let's see. About five years. Yeah, about five years. Um, no, about four years. And we're kind of new still, um, still getting to know each other and stuff like that, because he proposed in three months. So I really didn't know him. <laughs> okay, <So> we're learning. <laughs> I'll, I'll put that tidbit in there. Um, so I didn't really know him, know him. Right. So we're still learning each other. You're living together first time. Right. So we know that how that goes. So I was saying to myself, like, why me? Why is this happening to me? Why do I have to deal with the pain? Because um, to share with you, and I know you also have uh, autoimmune with your thyroid cancer and stuff. Um, and I think you have Hashimoto's also, right? Am I yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I had thyroid cancer and um, just sidetracking really quick. The very first doctor I ever went to told me that I was just fat and that I needed to lose weight. My symptoms <gasps> go away. Yeah, so like nine doctors Wait, later, five years later, because um, I was like, yeah, no, you suck. <laughs> so I had it's good that you took charge. Yeah. How many women don't do that, Jess? I mean, yeah. I'm proud of you just at yeah. this moment saying that. You're like, freak it. Uh, you're not making sense to me. I'm firing your ass. I'm going to get somebody else. Yeah, yeah. How I, many I, of us have sat rooms and these doctors are telling us stuff and we don't advocate for ourselves? Right. That's awesome. How did you yeah. feel about saying, no, I'm going to get somebody else? I was so annoyed. Because <laughs> I was so annoyed. I like looked at him. I was like, are you, did you not look at my chart where it says that for like the last six years, I work out and lift weight regularly that I watch my macros, that I'm not on any kind of crazy diets, that I drink a half a gallon of water every day. I'm getting eight hours of sleep. And like, did you? Did you read my chart at all? But anyhow, I don't want to sidetrack you from your story. So no, I fired him though. And so like nine doctors later and ended up with thyroid cancer. Thyroid cancer is removed. My thyroid is completely removed. See, I have this beautiful scar for it here. But uh, oh, wow. I was laughing because I told the surgeon, I was like, thank you for putting that into my fat roll so that it's not obvious. And then I lost a little bit of weight. So it's not necessarily tucked in there anymore. But, um, but I still have Hashimoto's and hypothyroidism symptoms that I control with nutrition and stuff while we get my hormones back in balance and then I should be okay. Anyhow, back to okay. you. <laughs> that sounds really good. That sounds but you know, but just like I said, it's just interesting. And I shared this actually in Clubhouse. That's how we met guys um, in yes. Clubhouse. And I just shared this to, uh, um, I have a room now on Wednesdays at 1030 called Fix, Fix Your Mindset on Your Chronic Conditions. And we just had this conversation yesterday. And I was saying so many times doctors will tell you stuff. But we got to remember doctors are practicing also. They do not have all the answers. And as women, it is our duty to advocate for our bodies yes. um, instead of being a guinea pig. And I was a guinea pig because 30 years ago, they had no clue to what they have now with regard to lupus. No right. clue. So they were telling me all kinds of stuff. They gave me all kinds of medicine that messed up my body. Um, I've had three hip surgeries as a result of it. Um, I've been in um, pain. I mean, excruciating joint pain, back pain. There was a time, let me tell you a story. There was this time when I remember I was in so much pain. And then you think about it, you still got to go to work. 
Okay. Right. <laughs> I got to go to work. I was in so much pain one night. And I remember, you know, hitting my husband, not hitting, but, you know, tapping him in the bed saying, honey, I can't move. He's like, what you talking about? I'm like, I can't move. He's like, oh my gosh, I said, I'm in so much pain. I'm crying. The tears are just coming down. I'm not screaming, but the tears are just coming down. He's like, oh, honey. I said, can you get me to the bathroom? So he lifts me up out of the bed and gets me on the toilet, girl. I mean, that's how much pain I was in, okay? And I don't know if women really understand sometimes what our bodies can go through if we do not advocate for ourselves. Because maybe if I opened my mouth, when they gave me that medication called um, Cytoxin, and I, could, and I said to myself, I said, Cytoxin sounds like it's toxic. And I'm like, oh, don't worry about it. You know, it'll be good. It's, it's just going to mask your systems for, you know, for six weeks and you'll be fine. Right. And then you go to prednisone. I'm like, you know, but that didn't help because I was in so much pain. How is that right. helping me? Right. Right. So right. from that, that time there is when I started because I was still in denial. Cause I'm thinking I still can do what I can do. Right. I was in denial so long for me. Um, at least that's what I thought it was so long for me that I started eating as a result of it. I mean, eating in a sense that I was eating junk food now, cause I grew up, my mom is, is really good. She's a dietitian. She always had balanced meals, rarely went, went to McDonald's. They just started McDonald's. So I didn't even know about McDonald's. We would get a pizza on Friday type of deal. So right. I started going to junk food, you know, like the cookies, the cakes, the potato chips, the ice cream, the da 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 da. You just name it. I was eating it because right. I was trying to fill the fact that I'm dealing with this medication, and now I have to choose between going to work and not going to work. And then this doctor is going to tell me the kidney specialist is going to say, "Well, we really don't know, and you you got to kind of cool out because we don't know if you can have a baby." What are you talking about? We want a family. Yeah. Right. what are you talking about i can't have a kid now right so you're freaking right. out on that you think it's yeah. in the back of your mind you had emotional just eating on point exactly yeah. exactly so that's how i started gaining that weight and right. gaining that weight and then uh having surgeries and then you're not moving for almost two months three months back then right it's not like it is surgery today so right. you're not moving for three weeks and I'm walking on a cane and people at work are like, what's going on? Why do you know? You don't want to tell the whole world, right? We know right. that. You don't tell like, why are you falling apart? And you're like, oh, it's just a hard yeah, diet last night. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so these are the things that are happening to you. And, and it's just, it, it, it kind of like explodes at one point. I mean, I got so heavy that you don't want to use a scale anymore, right? Because now you're ashamed of your body. I used to be so right. proud of my body. Um, then I got ashamed. I got embarrassed. I got where I was just so miserable where, um, I didn't want my husband to touch me sexually. I was like, right. no, nah, I don't want anything tonight. Don't, don't bother. You know, that kind of thing. Right. And I was like, that's not healthy. Right. Right. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know if you experienced that at all with, um, you know, with going through what you went through medically, um, in your, in your relationships with your spouse. I mean, did you feel any kind of way like that at all for yourself going through all of that? I did. Um, I, so I gained, I'm five, nine right now. I go back and forth between 183, 185, and it doesn't matter what I do. The extra weight won't come off. Um, and I know that that's because we're still working on getting my hormones balanced and whatnot. But, um, I went from like 170, 175, where I was active, I was going skiing every week, I was going to the gym and lifting weights five days out of the week, 
like I had the energy and the stamina and I could I could go do um to gaining the weight and being sick and I was in bed a lot because I just had zero energy and um I think I was probably out of the two of us I was probably still the one bothering my husband for sex even though I felt like crap because I'd be like hey my head hurts Let's do it <laughs> but there was a lot of mental um a mental stuff that I was dealing with because like you said like I, I felt bad about you know I was okay with him seeing me, but I would be like, oh, you told me I'm pretty or that I'm not fat or that these new pants that I just had to order because I'm like three sizes bigger now and nothing in my closet fits, that they look good. You're just saying that because you're my husband and you love me and don't want to piss me off kind of thing. You know what I, you know what I mean? So I, I can definitely, yeah, yeah. definitely relate to to all of that. Um, yeah. And it, it's, it's, yeah, and it's interesting because they will tell you that. My husband yeah. was constantly like, you know, you're beautiful, you're gorgeous to me, and never matters yeah. what size you're on. You're thinking in the back of your mind, yeah, right. Yeah, right. Yeah. You could tell me that. But then, <laughs> I bet you see some woman on the street with her, her short, short pants. You're looking over there, right? right. Like, I'm not saying yeah. you would do that, but this is what you're thinking in your mind because yes. now you don't feel that sexiness. You don't feel like you should be like that drop diva yeah. looking girl because of all the medical issues you didn't take the medication. The doctor's telling you what to do. You know, like yeah. you said, you have no stamina. Yeah. You, you know, you're just like, oh gosh, what the you heck? You feel like you're kind of a like shell, like a shell of your right. former self. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah, a shell of your former self. That's a great way of saying it. You feel like a former shell of yourself. And I know my husband was so instrumental in me making the decision to move forward because he said to me and he would buy all my clothes girl i mean he was he has a great sense of fashion first of all if you see pictures of my husband just go on my facebook um he has a great sense of fashion so he would buy all my clothes so when i started creasing weight he kept saying to me um honey what's going on you know i gotta get you the next size so he says to me one day he says um if you get to a size 20 I'm going to buy you a muumuu. And I said, what the hell is a muumuu? He said, oh, those dresses, you see those old women that just flows like a house coat. I was like, <laughs> what are you talking about? I have a muumuu and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it is the best I thing. <laughs> I'm like, yep, I'm not doing anything today. I'm just going to wander around the house in my muumuu with my Oreos. Leave me the hell alone. <laughs> <laughs> but I wasn't feeling that. I was like, I don't want a muumuu. I mean, right. I have all these nice suits. And I even had designer suits because by that time, the weight that I had gained took several years to happen. But right. um, by this time, we had our, our network marketing business that I think we mentioned to you, Amway. And we're yeah. going to conferences with the uh, training program called Brit Worldwide. So I would have to wear these nice suits because I would be on stage. And, you know, you're talking to 40,000, 50,000 people. You don't want to look like a mess. So you don't want to be up there in your moment. <laughs> well, and I knew that I didn't want to go there with that. So I was like, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? This man's not going to buy any more good clothes for me. Right. And um, he said, I'm very serious about that. You get to a 20, I'm stopping. I'm, I'm just not buying anything. So I remember um, I saw a picture of myself. We had came from the kids day. They have uh, tennis over here on the East Coast with Serena and them, you know, at the um, at Flushing. And I remember saying to myself that day, I had this cute tennis outfit looking really diva to myself. And the first day I really felt really good. It was hot. It was like 90 something degrees. And I remember the kids and Nana saying, oh, we're going upstairs to see Serena. 
And I said, okay, I'll catch up with you. So I'm walking really slow up the stairs and there everybody's running up the stairs and I'm walking slow. Hi, I'm walking slow and I'm going, I don't believe this to myself because I missed the whole match. I missed it because I was taking so long to get upstairs. So oh, we didn't no. finish the doggone match. I was so furious at myself and I was breathing hard like this, <gasps> trying to get my breath because I was so overweight. And uh, I remember coming back down the stairs. Everybody came back. They said, girl, you don't miss the match. I come back downstairs and I'm like thinking to myself, oh my gosh, this is reality. I can't breathe anymore. What am I going to do with myself? So I um, sat there while they went to get something to eat. And I have now tell me if this makes sense to you. This doesn't make any sense. You know, you can't breathe. You know, you're overweight. You know that you're not feeling your best now that that happened to you. And what I go buy a three cone ice cream to, to soothe my nerves and my emotion. That made no doggone sense, right? Yeah. And I was just saying. I can relate crazy. to that. You can relate to that, right? I can relate I think to every that. woman in America can. There's something about just sitting down with a stack of like 10 double stuffed Oreos and a glass of almond milk. <laughs> it's like the, because that's what it is for me. <laughs> There's something about like the peace and the calm and the the quiet that happens as you're just sitting there focused on your eating. You know, it could even be just like mindless eating. You're not even paying attention to the flavor or the texture. It's just something. Yeah, it's just something super non-important to be focused on in that moment. (laughs) And that's exactly where I was. And I was just eating this ice cream feeling sorry for myself, the pity was happening. And I was like, oh my gosh, girl, you are freaking heavy as who knows what. And I remember seeing the picture later, you know, cause back then you had real pictures, <laughs> you know, everything now for is film to develop. Film, but we have real, <laughs> real pictures. And I saw my picture and I was like, oh my gosh, who is that person? And I said to my husband, I was like crying. I was like, oh, I'm so fat. And he said, why don't you get on the scale to really see? And I saw the scale and I was 100 pounds, man. And I was like, this is crazy. I said, man, I've been talking to people, helping people. And I look like this. Nobody ever told me. And I'm leading all these teams. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I just felt bad. So, you know, we mask up really well when you have to in the company of your team. Because like I said, we had a network marketing company at that time. But deep down, I was really scarred. I was really not healing myself. So um, my husband said, well, you got to make a decision what you're going to do. And I was like, well, maybe I'll hit a gym. He's like, okay, here's the credit card. Go to the gym. You know, guys. (laughs) Right, right. I love that. That's how I started. Yeah, I started going to the gym to start getting my life back together, at least putting it together. (laughs) Right. Well, you brought up a couple a couple of points in in your share here for the story. Um, going back to the whole like you said that there was um, some medication that they put you on that you wish you had stood up for yourself on. I think that a lot of the time for anybody that's listening, we're like a lot of the time. I think that women in particular were so overwhelmed and tired and doing so much for other people that we have this expectation that we're going to go into the doctor. They're going to listen to us. They're going to really hear us and they're going to help make us better. So sometimes we're not in the frame of mind to actually stop and question. Um, I have, have always been into like 
um, herbal remedies, you know, uh, naturopathic medicines, things of that nature. And because I was working out, I was very into nutrition and stuff as well. So I was a little bit ahead of the game. If that had happened before I had started getting into all of those things and learning that oh, stuff, wow. I probably would have taken the doctor at his word and killed myself trying to lose weight, thinking that my symptoms would go away because I was just fat type of deal. So I love yeah. that you brought that up. And then um, I love that you're sharing how, um, so so during all this time, like, and your husband having a girlfriend that had lupus, the first thought that I had was like, I bet that that was amazing because he probably took some thoughts from that relationship of like, oh, I could have done this better or been this way better or more supportive or whatever, and totally applied that to your guys' relationship. So oh, yeah, absolutely. Would, you, would you say that all of, and then him helping with the clothes and all of that stuff, he sounds very supportive. So would you say that, um, that during all of this, that, that it made you guys closer and strengthened your marriage? Cause it kind of sounds uh, that way uh, to me. <laughs> yeah, it definitely have. It definitely have. Because I remember when, um, when we got pregnant, um, because that one doctor told you, um, had told me that, you know, with lupus patients, yeah. they don't advise you to get pregnant and all this other stuff. And I'm like, no, God has us. And if it's supposed to be, we'll have children. So right. I remember when we were, when we got pregnant, because my, my rheumatologist was like, listen, you off the meds, time to get pregnant. So have sex as much as you can. <laughs> as well. this is how you talk. So we did and I got pregnant and I was like, wow, this is exciting. You know, and then, then you have those naysayers. I don't know if this ever happens in your life. You know, people that know that you have a condition, a chronic condition, and um, they're saying, well, are you sure you should be pregnant? Because, you know, the chances of you having this baby is very, very slim, girl. Or, um, you know, this is your first one. You got to be careful. You know, you're hearing all these naysayers in your head. And I kept right. keeping the faith. I said, no, this is going to be a good baby um, delivery. Right. I'm not going to worry about it. I'm going to put my own mindset to this. So that's what we did. And we started looking up recipes and we started finding ways so that I could stay healthy. Because um, back in 1990, we had gotten rid of all the meat already. Okay. And that was working for my body. And um, so my husband's like, listen, this is how we're going to do it. So when we got to the part when we had to have the actual baby, we set up the room so that it was welcoming. I had music that I liked, enjoyed. You know, we told everybody that's in the room, they had to have good thoughts. Right. Did you, you have a home birth? Room. <laughs> Did you have a home no, birth? No, I didn't have a home birth, but it was almost like having a home birth because yeah. everybody was supportive that was in that room that's supposed to be there. Right. Right. And awesome. the baby came out. You know, she came out, no problems, no uh, epidural. I didn't have none. Of, I had a natural birth and no one could believe that nice. because I took care of my body. I started taking yes. care of my body. And um, even though I was fat, <laughs> even though I was still fat, um, I was taking care of my body, at least for that time frame. And then right. they hit you with more medication again, and then your weight still goes back up. So, right. so it's, if you had to look at the timeline, I get diagnosed in 93. I have the baby in 95. I still have weight on me. I start still eating, you know, not as well as I should. And then I have another baby in 99. And they give you more medicine, right? Yeah. And then I have another surgery. So I have more weight on me. So by the time I started my journey to actually get rid of the weight, this is 2004 from when I got diagnosed. It's almost like 11 yeah, like years. A couple of years. Yeah. It was like a hundred pounds. I know people have done, um, and I remember um, as a, a, a coach, a wellness coach and Weight Watchers, you get women that 
it's very subtle with their weight. Like um, they'll gain an easy 20 pounds in a year. So in five years, you're hundred pounds. That's how it happens. Right. It happens so unassuming and you don't know it creeps up. So by two thousand, you just notice you're like, oh, my boobs are getting bigger. Oh, my butt's kid, my butt's a little. Right. And I was like, oh my gosh. And then five years well, later, you're like, ah. I saw that picture, right? <laughs> when I saw that picture after the tennis, oh, uh, you know, tennis today, I was like, I can't be this heavy. And then when I stepped on the scale, I said, yes, you are. Right. You gotta take. You gotta take it. Right. And then that's what I said from two thousand and four forward. That's when I started really like deepening. Um, researching, and then I decided to go to school to on nutrition to learn for myself. And I said, maybe I'll do something with it. You know, I say I'm going to go to school learning for myself. Maybe I'll do something with this later, right? And because I still work with Weight Watchers, and I said maybe I'll do something with this later. And then um, um, back in um, 19, what happened? Um, 19, yeah, my mom passed away. And by then, I had already decided that okay. I need to do something with this, <laughs> with this degree. <laughs> and that's when I decided to branch out on my own. <laughs> Cause you know, you have it sitting in the closet. I'm like, okay, you need to do right. something with this now. Now, you know, mom is gone. She told you what you need to do and you better yeah. keep on your word. <laughs> I, I, I think that when stuff like that happens to us, that it's definitely like, it's God, the universe, karma, whatever you believe yeah. in. It's it's yeah, their way of is. saying this is where you're going, and you're only ready for this part of the step right now, kind of thing. And when yeah. the time is right, then that's when everything else will fall into place, and you can and do this stuff. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's exactly that. how that played out, girl. <laughs> yeah, I know it's a lot, right? I mean, you know. And for anyone listening, I mean, I mean, any chronic condition you have is never easy to deal with. But when yeah. your mindset is ready to receive the information and to do the research and homework on your body, your body temple, it's essential to get it done. I absolutely believe that in my heart. I will speak it to the messages all the time is that we can heal our bodies. My, my um, rheumatologist that retired, that was with me for 24 years, even before my babies came here, okay? Is he the one that he would tell me all told you that you had the lupus? No, no, that was a different, that was a dermatologist, okay. but my rheumatologist for lupus, gotcha. he's the one that said to me, um, listen, you know, I, I, I know you can do this. Okay. You're overweight. Um, you know, you're not taking care of the body the way it should be. And yes, you're getting medication, but you can do this. So he says to me, uh, I really believe you can do this. Now it's not too many doctors that are going to tell you that. Right. Right. And I said, okay. And he says, well, what I want you to do is, um, He's the one that actually wrote a script for me to go to Weight Watchers. I'm like, what the? Are you crazy? I'm not going to Weight Watchers. I got rid of 50 pounds. Isn't that great? I did that on my own. He's like, nope, you need a little bit more help, girl. I was like, oh, okay. I said, this thing don't even work. But I wind up losing another, right? And I wind up losing more with them anyway. And uh, that's how I became a wellness coach. I got hired through them because I went through the process. So it's interesting that you do have certain doctors that will advocate for you if they see you're doing what you're supposed to do because he was the only doctor that was really in my corner at that time um, to kind of get me through that. I don't think if I had him, I don't think I would have done it. If I'm thinking about it now, I don't think I would have done it the way I did it. And right. he said to every patient that walked in there, because this man had a practice, like I said, over almost 30 years. He was 24 with me, but at least 30 years. And he said to every patient that came in there, listen, 
this the woman. This the woman I told you about. <laughs> the woman that got rid of all that weight and got her lupus in remission. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> he said, that's what I've been talking about. And I was like, yeah, I'm the one. You know, all these people coming there, I'm like, yes, I'm the one. I'm the one that did it. And he said, I wish all my patients would listen to me like you did. And I was like, I know, Doc. Right. I really wish they would. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm the only one that did. So. So I really, I was able to get rid of the hundred pounds. I got back to the same size that, uh, and weight uh, that I was when I was married. So, um, which is awesome. I'm five, nine also. Um, uh, I lost a couple of inches. Actually, it's five, nine and three quarters, but I lost a couple of inches in these two surgeries. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's the best way to lose them, but we'll take them. <laughs> so I might be five, eight now, five, eight and three quarters. I don't even know anymore. Uh, I have to look that up again. <laughs> You I know, actually but, had a, uh, that makes me laugh because I actually had a doctor's appointment at one of the doctors that I fired where I had gone in and you know how like you go in and they like they take your blood pressure and they have you stand on the scale and they weigh you and everything and this little gal she comes and she does all of the things and she marks on the chart she's like yeah you're like five seven and I was like no I'm not how did I lose <laughs> yeah I'm like no I'm not five seven and, um, but I didn't catch it till like after the appointment, right? Cause she had written it on my little papers and things. And so yeah. I called back in and it was like, just so you know, if you look the two times before this visit, I was five, nine, I think I'm still five, nine. I don't know how you lose height. I mean, I know I got rounder, <laughs> but I didn't get shorter. <laughs> yeah, shorter. it made me think of that. <laughs> That's, that's so funny and yeah how would that happen right that doesn't even yeah. make sense to me you're right about that one but yeah. it is so true when you go to these um doctors how how you feel and and i have a friend now that we're doing the club with on clubhouse she's a, a lupus uh patient advocate mm -hmm. she advocates for people to have to go to the doctors and you know help them kind of like you said sometimes you're not in the frame of mind of actually listening right and um the, what the doctors say or you might miss a couple of things so she's one of those persons that would go with you and actually you know have the paperwork ready so you got the information and she catches all those things which is a great thing to do nice and nice. i i think about that now almost 30 years that would have been something great to happen back then because i know my frame of mind was like i'm dying i'm dying that's all i kept thinking right right when right. you hear these things because you don't know enough information so um you don't think to ask the questions until after you leave. Right, exactly. Right. But I'm happy to know that today that I was able to turn it around. Um, yes. I'm actually smaller in size than when I was when I got married. That's, That's awesome. really interesting because I was able to, while I was getting rid of the weight, I did weight training and then I did swimming. So that actually helped tone my body too and I still swim. So right. that really helped a lot too. So um, yeah, I guess I'm a success story. In a way. Yeah, most definitely yeah. in several ways. Yeah. And what yeah. else besides your autoimmune and being obese, was there anything else that you had to overcome? So you had the autoimmune and then being obese and then obviously working on your mindset, your frame of mind. Oh, yeah. Um, I would say managing, you know, managing the expectations of just having a chronic disease. Because I said, um, how did I get it? You know, you start questioning, right. how did this happen? Did I eat something wrong? Right. Um, 
Did I kiss somebody in high school that had cooties? Yeah, exactly. Go back to the why me, why me? And I remember my husband's doctor who uh, looked after me after we had a car accident and I asked him, I said, um, he said, you might want to check your blood again because I think some some markers are showing that something's wrong. And I'm like, what? No, so I kind of dismissed it. But then when things started popping up on my body, it made me think about what he said. Right, and he he didn't know because he's the general doctor. He didn't know, but he said some markers aren't right in your body. So I honestly feel that, um, and they say with lupus, it usually comes um, from a, a traumatic event, and having that car accident is a traumatic event. Right, and it probably would have been a moment all my life. I would have never had it if that car accident maybe didn't happen. But um, okay. I would say also dealing besides that, also dealing with my marriage, um, even though. Uh, you know, I shared, he's very supportive. There were times just in general, I think my, you know, the fact that I was working and, uh, you know, I wanted to put all these hours in because I had to prove myself. So right. I, I started out in accounting. That's my forte, accounting and finance. So when we got together, I was um, in that field. And then when I got diagnosed, I still got to keep up them hours, right? I still right. got to keep up them hours. And I was like, He's like, you're killing yourself. You, you know, I don't know what you're doing. Why are you doing this to yourself? Well, I said, I got to prove myself and all this stuff. Then the baby comes. Right, right. So <laughs> then it's normal, like stresses. <laughs> stresses, right? Now I got a kid. I got to deal with the husband. And then he's on me like, you know, hey. And I remember one time he said this to me with the baby. He's like, listen, if you don't stop working these hours at this job, um, you know, because I'm spending more time in the baby than you are, then maybe we need to part our ways. Maybe I need to take my child, this is maybe I need to take my child with me and you can go back home to your parents and we can call this quits. And I was like, what? What you what? saying? What are you saying? What are you saying to me? I'm like, I'm trying to, you know, work up the ladder because by this time I was in corporate America for a big, big CPA firm and I want to be partner. It's not that many black women as partners. So I had to find my alliances and all this other stuff. So right. I'm working these hours and finding all these contacts. You're trying to do all the things. So I'm trying to do all the things and he's not feeling it. He's like, no, right. I got married to you to have a family and for us to be together and you're not making that happen. And I'm not happy. That's what he told me. I'm not happy. So I was like, how did I fix this? How did I fix this? I'm crying and carrying on. <laughs> well, change, that's, that's, that's good that he communicated it right like and yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Versus and, and i think and you know a lot of men yeah but i don't think a lot of men are bold enough to say that sometimes maybe they will just start cheating or um drinking or you know whatever right um to deal with the situation but he was bold enough to and that's really something that's very good with him he's very good at communicating i, I you know I'm, i've always had to learn to do that um because in some ways i'm i'm introvert but then in a lot of ways i'm extrovert so um i had to learn <laughs> uh, personal development a lot from him him and his mother right. taught me a lot in person and i read a lot of books oh girl i right. read a lot of books right especially after he said what he said to me <laughs> like i'm reading a lot of books <laughs> um, so I'm sure you can relate to that being, yes. you know, your situation that, um, you know, sometimes when you're not happy, you know, it has to be communicated, it has to be voiced. And then you right. go from there. If both yeah. parties are willing to work it out, great. If both parties aren't, then you have to, you know, leave the marriage and, and, and move forward. So, 
Yes, very much so. so. How did you deal with yours with regard to your marriage and your autoimmune? Did it affect anything with your first marriage or your second marriage? Or um, So I didn't have it with my first marriage. Um, well, okay. I was unaware that I had it. I Okay, let me back that up. Technically, I had it, <laughs> but I wasn't aware that I had it. Um, I myself, through my own research, have traced mine down to the Epstein-Barr virus. And there are things that oh, wow. I experienced in high school. So I know that I had it throughout my first marriage because that was high school was before then. Um, I had gone on the raw diet for like two or three years. And I think that that was the heaviest I have ever been um, without being pregnant. And that was pretty much like the only big thing that I had health wise that happened during my first marriage, um, except for my appendix rupturing. Um, but I don't count that as that. But in, in my marriage now, which is where all of my stuff has happened. So we moved from Arizona to Utah. I guess it's been six years ago now. And there was a lot of, um, there was a lot of feelings, we'll call them, that were being stuffed and not dealt with or communicated um, in regards to like my son having, you know, getting his girlfriend pregnant their senior year in high school. Um, and then just her, uh, there was a lot of things that, um, there was a lot of family drama I'm trying to be really politically correct here because I don't ever of try course. to talk anybody, but <laughs> there, there was a lot of, a lot of hurt feelings and anger and frustrations and lack of communication and lack of understanding. And that wasn't all just her because I was very frustrated that she couldn't communicate or couldn't understand. And I'm sure that she was frustrated and upset with me because I'm an over communicator and was trying to understand. And so we just kept butting heads. And so there was just a lot of stuff that was going on with all of that. And then we moved to another state. I had to rebuild my business. We came out here with no friends or family around. It was literally just our little family. Wow. My ex-husband had passed away unexpectedly, probably four or five, maybe six months before we moved. And my son had oh, found oh. him and had to deal with all of that. And so there was just all of these things, right? So like it literally was they graduated from high school, my son and his girlfriend. They, they had their baby. Two weeks later, they graduated from high school. Like two, three weeks after that, he found his dad passed um, and had to deal with that. Oh, and then two weeks, yeah, two, hard. three weeks after that, they moved with us. We lived four hours away in Arizona. So they moved in with us. They came up and moved with us. And then like two, three weeks after that, we all moved out here to Utah. And so um, it was just one thing after the other. And, you know, there's a lot of like you said, it goes back to your mindset, right? If, if you don't deal with the trauma, if you don't deal with the anger and the frustration and the hurt feelings, if you don't let yourself grieve, like all of those things get stuffed. And so when we moved out here within the first year, um, I had gotten burnt out trying to rebuild my business because the, the market is super saturated everywhere you go for photographers. I was used to being on a small, um, in a small town where, you know, my client base was people I went to high school with, friends and family, friends and family of them, their kids, like small community kind of thing. I never thought to market outside of that because I never considered moving outside Active. of that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. And so like all of that, um, you know, I got burnt out the first year. So I took a year off and worked a, um, a customer service job from home 
but it was the the night the the night shift so I worked from like 10 o'clock at night until like two three o'clock in the morning and then would get up and do stuff the next day and I remember like it just kept building and kept building and I'm just thinking oh yeah everything's fine we're just moving on along making progression we're waking up every day we're, we're winning <laughs> Right. And I, yeah, that's I, what you think, right? Right. Deep down, that's not what's going on. <laughs> right. And and so I was doing a yoga workout, and I literally did a down dog position. I came up from that down dog position. And I don't know if you drink alcohol at all ever, but if you've ever drank yes, so I much do. that you get the head spins, that's oh, what yeah. I got. I stood up and immediately had head spins and was just like, what in the world? For like 15, 20 minutes, I couldn't move. All I could do was just sit back on the ground and hold on to the bed. And so I went to the doctor for it and they couldn't find anything. They told me that I had, um, what is the equilibrium issue? I can't think oh, of it. Oh, vertigo? Yeah, that. Is it they, vertigo? Told me, they told me I had vertigo, and but couldn't tell me why. And they gave me this medicine that, that they were like, you know, this is what you take when you go on an airplane and make your ears pop. It might make you sleep kind of thing. It knocked me out for like four or five hours. I'm not a big medication person. So I stopped taking it and I just started like, okay, let me get really tight on my diet, on my nutrition, and see if that helps and makes a difference. And then I want to say it was maybe a couple of weeks after that happened, my husband now was like, okay, like you are an emotional roller coaster. You're always crying. Yeah, you're either exactly. crying or you're pissed off. <laughs> Your hair's falling out. You're having a hard time sleeping. You have no energy. Like you need to go to the doctor and see, like see what's wrong with you because either you're going in like you're premenopausal or you have a brain tumor. Like, but there's something going oh, wow. on with you. And I was like, okay, fine. Yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> And so that was what started the whole doctor journey. Um, yeah, and that doctor was the one that, that, that ended up being like, yeah, you're just fat and you need to lose weight. And then all of these symptoms will go away. And I was like, yeah, you don't know what the hell you're talking about. And so, yeah, <laughs> and then that's what started the whole process. So, um, yeah, he's been awesome. It, it definitely has affected, I think we've had a couple of conversations where, you know, he was like, well, you know, you're not doing, you're not able to do stuff like you used to be when we first got together. And he's been really nice. He's um, very understanding and tries to be supportive. Is he perfect at it? No, he's not. I remember when I came home from thyroid surgery, they were like, okay, you can't lift anything and you can't do anything for like six weeks. And I was like, okay. They also told me that they thought that I might lose my voice or that my voice would change. Oh, wow. And I don't know if it did or not. I, I don't think it has. But, like, I literally, <laughs> when I went into surgery, I they told me, that we're going to wheel you out to the surgical room, like, out of the way, the room I was in. They're like, tell your husband bye. I was like, okay, I love you, bye. We hit that door. I saw one light in the hallway, and I was out. And the next thing I know, I'm waking <laughs> up. And the nurse is like, okay, I need you to pee in this cup, you know, the bedpan thing. If you can't yeah, pee yourself, we'll have to put a catheter in. I was like, oh, hell no, you're not. I will pee. <laughs> like, I spent the next 10, 15 minutes joking and, and laughing with the nurses because I was like, shh, I'm trying to focus over here, you know. Like, it was it was nothing. I They put me in my room. I thought they had me on pain medicine from the surgery part, and it was just still in my system. Oh, they did? 
I didn't have anything. The doctor came in to release me and he's like, you haven't taken anything for pain. You're fine. And I was like, I thought you guys just gave me stuff in my IV or something. And he's like, we haven't given you anything. And I was like, Wow, that's, that's okay. That's, that's what nutrition does for you. Yeah, <laughs> like with you and your exactly, baby, right? Right. And so, um, yeah. I came home and I felt fine, but I was still trying to take it easy. And I think it was like three or four days in, and my husband said, "So you're feeling better? Are you going to start working out now? Do you think you should get up on your gazelle? Or you want to do a yoga workout?" And I was like, "I'm going to beat you with your sandwich." Oh my god. Oh, no. <laughs> But he wasn't doing it in a mean way. He was just trying to be supportive and encouraging and like, okay, so like, let's, what's the next step? Let's get you on track. And I'm like, I'm on my own track. Stay in your lane. <laughs> but he's been very supportive and loving. So that was a long, long answer to your question. My apologies. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, but it's, it's been, it's been a journey, right? That's um, like that's that, all. Yeah, that's true. That's it, true. Nobody believes the years that I've been um, with my spouse, but you know, overall, he's a beautiful person, and he's dedicated. He's um, he's a nurturer, definitely. Yeah. And you know, he has my back. You know, he's one of those that do or die, ride or die. We best friends, and hey, we're gonna do this together. We're gonna figure this out. That's right. that's what it is. And, that's you know, the most important I've been part. Blessed. Yeah. I've been blessed. Not everybody can say that in their relationships, but I've been blessed. Yeah. So, I love it. I love it. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, my sweet friend, I have hogged most of your morning here and it's been so wonderful <laughs> to talk with you. Like, I love it because we talk a lot on Clubhouse and we're in different rooms together yes. and stuff, but this is nice to put a face to it and to have like, you know, it's like we're having a, we're meeting for coffee minus the coffee, but yes, you know, <laughs> yeah. so we'll, we'll get this tied up here, but so that you can get on with your day because I know you have other stuff coming up um what do you have going on in the next couple of weeks that you would like for our listeners to know about I'm going to make sure that I have your links to your clubhouse your Instagram and your Facebook I believe is what you sent me um whatever other links that you send me I'm going to have those listed in the episode details um and that's where people can reach out to you and, and connect with you so I will have that information but what do you have coming up that you would make sure want to make sure that they know about I uh, just want to make sure that uh, anyone on Clubhouse follow me because we have some great rooms that I'll be co-modding in. So mm -hmm. the first one is on Wednesdays at 1030. Fix your mindset. That's what we've been talking about, right? Fix your mindset with your chronic conditions. And I'm doing that with my friend, um, Sonda Hilario. And, oh, I love Sonda. Um, I believe, yeah, the practical Sonda patient, Sonda, right? Yeah, yeah, that's her. The yes. physical patient. So, I yeah, love we're trying to plug for you, girl. I know, right? <laughs> I love her. I actually have her. She had a free version yeah. of the um, organizer that she created. Yeah, I absolutely yeah, love it. Yeah. I absolutely love it. If y'all don't yeah. know what it is, go listen back in um, or <laughs> whisper one of us, yeah, Trell or myself, and we'll send you a link to Sonda. Anyhow, keep going. Yeah, Sorry. Definitely. <laughs> and so I have that room going on. I also co-mod on Saturdays. If anybody's looking to actually work on their um, on their diet, and I actually teach this to my clients too, is the blood type diet. So I co-mod that room on Saturdays at 10:30 with Dr. Sam. And um, anything else going on? Right now, I'm in the process of uh, actually um, launching my group program out in October, fall. October and I believe I have that slated for the 18th so look for information on that too which probably will be whether it's an Instagram or Facebook or however I do it 
look for that too. So if you're interested in that, definitely DM me. And that's a 12 week program intensively in terms of, you know, weight loss and keeping the weight off for good. Okay. So that's what I'm doing right now. I love it. I love it. A quick question for you on the, um, the protocols that you teach and share about, um, do you, are there things that would be of benefit to women like myself who have weight that they want to lose, who are in a pretty good mindset, but are like chemically imbalanced, so to speak. Chemically imbalanced, you know, um, that's like hormones and stuff. Hormones in that. Okay. Um, none of my, I wouldn't say my protocols do it in that, but I do know of coaches that I have alliances with. So if that's something of interest to you in terms of hormone health, uh, in terms of gut health, I can definitely refer you out. I have some great friends that work in definitely with regard to that, um, that area. Mine is more with the mindset. Mine is also, I would say my four pillars are the following mindset, definitely nutrition with regard to the blood type diet, right. uh, but body positivity, because I'm all about us feeling really good about our bodies and our body temple and right. actually movement or fitness. So those are my four uh, core things that I, I teach. Okay. And also in terms of the mindset is actually helping you keep it off. So right. I've kept off my weight for 10 years now. Right. And usually most people keep it off for three years. That's okay. the average woman keeps it off for three years. That's awesome. So That's I, awesome. you know, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think all of those things. Sorry that I said chemically imbalanced, sort of hormonally challenged. I was yeah, was coming in and out. So yeah, exactly. for those that are going to be watching this, like just know I'm a grandma, I'm a mom. This is life. So at first I was like, okay, we're not doing the video version of this, but I was like, no, because this is what I deal with. So, um, but I I love that you you have pillars, and I think that those would still be beneficial, right? Because even though for myself personally and anybody else out there that might relate to this knowing that the weight that i have and that i'm dealing with is based on chemical uh, chemicals hormones being unbalanced it's hormonal like it's still good to have those mindset shifts and those those tools that you're offering like it's still good to have those implemented in place because then once your hormones do get balanced or whatever issue it is that you have going on gets worked out you already have those established good habits and things that you're doing yes. so so yeah so yeah. i definitely work on that it's called um uh oh gosh the word is eluding me right now but it's is it's in terms of behavior and teaching those teaching the women in terms of their uh going from negative to positive behaviors and their relationship with food is a big thing for especially for people who are who are obese or at least overweight, at least 30 pounds. Gotcha. Okay. Um, gotcha. okay. So it's, it's, it's something that we work on in the course right. too. So, but thank you for okay. asking. No problem. Yes. Well, thank you for coming on and sharing with us today. Thank you. And I love it. I had so much fun. It was, it was a lot of fun. I love that we got to chit chat beforehand too and get to connect more and visit more. And so to the listeners, thank you for tuning in to the Picture It podcast and we will see you in next week. Thank you so much for being here. Bye-bye. Hey friends, are we having fun yet? If you like what you're hearing here on the Picture It podcast, I'd ask for you to do a girl a solid. Go ahead and hit the subscribe button up there. 
Go ahead and turn on your notifications. That way you'll be the first to know when a new episode drops. If you would like to connect with me to say hi, to give me some topic ideas, or to come on as a guest speaker, please do. You can connect with me on Facebook or on Instagram at jwilsonpix. That's J-W-I-L-S-O-N-P-I-X.